Hello, this is a global podcast from Cyprus Scene, bringing you a review from Northern Cyprus. Reader's Mail. From Oz Orman. Monday 27th of February 2023 marked the 35th anniversary of the Talia Airways, Talia Haviolari, plane crash near Buffavento Castle. Cyprus Scene under the stewardship of Chris Elliott, recently re-highlighted the tragedy, which took place in 1988. However, there is now a timely and fitting conclusion to the missing British stewardess's names on the revamped memorial in the castle's car park. At long last, the names of Andrea Pegg, Bournemouth, and Sharon Simcock, Lytham St. Anne's, joined their fellow flight crew members engraved on the structure. However, it wasn't the kindly intervention of politicians from the TRNC or the UK that wanted to right the wrong and bring closure to the British families. It took a good Samaritan, to go on a clandestine operation with a skilled engraver to get the job done and they even paid for it out of their own pocket. Chris and I are aware of the Good Samaritan's identity and they do not want any recognition or plaudits for their efforts. Like Chris and I, they were bewildered why a monument, which is located in an area visited by tourists and locals was left incomplete. Was this the result of COVID restrictions on the island at the time? I fear not. Back in 2019, pre-COVID, I visited the site with my first cousin and father. I initially made a video about the plane crash and was aware of the new monument, but noticed the disappointing omission of both Sharon and Andrea's names. Did you know the original memorial was funded by Sharon Simcox's family? I then went about the process of researching the monument and identified a local man on social media, who had brought attention about the dire state of the original memorial. It had been vandalized, but then due to local media exposure. A new three-sided structure was erected and for some reason only featured the names of the Yugoslav and Turkish crew. It was never made clear in ensuing media reports, about who was actually responsible for the new memorial. Someone somewhere must know. Were the names originally engraved in a workshop and then transported to Buffavento? Were the engravings done on-site? Was inadequate research completed and that authorities didn't know that there were 15 fatalities that day and not 13? Was cost a factor? It still remains a mystery. Now I noticed this back in 2019 and the onslaught of COVID did not materialize until the new year in 2020. There was also the issue about who safeguards Buffavento Castle and its surrounding area. Does it actually fall into the Nicosia or Kyrenia district? I pressed on with emails and letters, with people I thought might have an interest in completing the memorial to include Sharon and Andrea's names. How naive I was. Not one bit of interest was shown both here or in northern Cyprus about this issue. When I contacted Cyprus Scene about my frustrations regarding the lack of progress, Chris Elliott best summed it up for me. It numbs your brain the number of times they and others have been ignored, groups. So it seems there are so many that could help but are not interested in being involved with issues that they did not create. Bravo, that man. It is no better in the UK where are the leaders? Through my own perseverance, I made contact with someone in Cyprus in February 2023, who shared my disillusionment about the ongoing situation. Instead of trying to get local political support, they went about solving the saga with a great deal of initiative and visited the site with the help of a local engraver. If you want a job doing, do it yourself as they say. Credit to them, but what a shame it had to come to this. It was a classic case of not what you know, but who you know. The Good Samaritan needs to be saluted for their actions, but I'm told this is how Northern Cyprus is these days post-COVID. It only took four years and fortunately the memorial was completed prior to the 35th anniversary. I even made a non-monetized video about the story. Please click on the link for further information. Air Crash Cyprus Part 2, The Talia Airways Memorial. YouTube. I have since communicated with Andrea's sister in the UK about the adding of her sister's name and that of her friend Sharon to the memorial. 
She was pleased that it is now complete and she hopes to visit the island soon with her elderly mother to pay their respects. This was a team effort from Chris to the Good Samaritan and a selected band here in the UK that worked together to get the monument completed. I think we learned a lot on the journey, but alas there is also one final tragedy. The Good Samaritan's dog accompanied their owner to the mountainside during the engraving process. However, they became ill after rummaging around in the undergrowth near the memorial site. Our Good Samaritan raced to the vets with their sickly canine, who informed them that the dog had been poisoned. Sadly, the dog named Santa passed away. It was tragic for all concerned, and I know that Chris has already highlighted in an earlier edition of Cyprus Scene, about the issues of animal poisoning in the North. Who can you turn to, to address this issue? It appears that the memorial now has a 16th victim. R.I.P. Santa. This now brings me on to the state of Buffavento Castle. I have climbed to the summit and the vistas are stunning. However, the interior and exterior of the former Crusader Castle is in bad shape. I remember the graffiti scrawled on its ancient walls and the rifle potshots that appears on signage around the site. For a country that wants to pride itself on its tourism experience. This is not a good look. The state of the castle and its surrounding area is one of increasing concern. No wonder the original Talia monument was damaged, considering no security exists on the site. The tourism department is missing a trick by not having someone permanently based there to oversee the castle. Is it a case of cost? I believe that visitors need to be charged an entry fee such as at St. Hilarion. This would help with the upkeep of the area and deter antisocial behavior. I also think a barrier should be installed across the car park entrance to stop idiots congregating and littering the site or much worse. Did you know that there is YouTube evidence of an outdoor music event taking place in the grounds of the castle? Was this ever authorized and considering the poor state of the hand railings that accompany Buff Evento, it wouldn't have been surprising if there had been an accident or much worse. Is it a case of that due to Buff Evento's location, it isn't cost-effective to have staff at the site? Would anyone from the North's administration care to answer? I have also noticed that more and more people are showing an interest about the Talia Airways crash site, which is still littered with aircraft debris. The trek to the site from the castle can be a tricky one, but if a path can be adapted to the crash site, it might be an additional source of interest for people visiting Buff Evento. In a recent discussion with the Good Samaritan mentioned earlier, they muted that the empty side of the memorial could have information engraved regarding the structure's relevance and why it is there. This would be a good idea in my opinion, considering the sad state of the other information boards at Buff Evento. This might be considered a rant, but I just feel passionate about the place where my parents grew up. I can't accept that this is how things are. As the Good Samaritan showed, there are still people out there that care about the island and its future. A big thank you to Chris for laying flowers at the memorial in line with the 35th anniversary.